Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome to Humans of Speedway. I'm Ian Brannan. This time we speak to someone who's been a former national champion. He's raced for Ipswich and Scunthorpe in the UK. He's also been a professional MMA cage fighter. He said no to the UFC, instead continued to follow his Speedway dream. Now he's getting ready to captain Team USA versus the rest of the world. He is Gino Manzares. I was lucky enough to have the opportunities I've had and the experience I've had, and I can't be nothing but thankful. But me, six years ago, I want to give a, uh, give a time of day to. But being able to see me then and know me now, the ones who do, I don't have to say anything. They, like, uh, it feels good to not have to say anything. In 2021, Gino suffered potentially career-ending injuries, possibly life-changing, including two broken vertebrae and many more injuries besides, which kept him out for the entire 2022 season. He's since battled back racing in Sweden and Denmark with his eye on the UK and captaining Team USA versus the world in February 2024. So it gives me a great pleasure to welcome once again two humans of Speedway, Gino Manzares. And, uh, well, let's start off with that big fixture coming up. What an honour for you to be handed the captaincy for the night against uh, the rest of the world lineup in Bakersfield, California, at Kevin Harvick's Kern Park County Raceway. And uh, it's going to be a big fixture, but you must be really honoured to have that uh, that captaincy of your country. Absolutely. It's a dream come true. And uh, first and foremost, I got to thank Luke and um, Steve Evans for giving me the opportunity. Um, It's just a dream come true. I remember when I was 16, having my first time lining up with Team USA in um, in, uh, Lenigo. And uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to race because I was 16. And then from like that moment on, it's been a life dream to race for our country. And and uh, just, I've always said I would, one day I would love to captain for the team. And man, 20 years later, and here we are. And it's, uh, like I said, it's a dream come true, and I'm very honored and happy. Since one of your good friends, Greg Hancock, um, packed it in, really USA Speedway has, has lost its way a little bit on the world 
stage, you, you could argue. And certainly from a team point of view, the USA has found life difficult over the recent years, hasn't it? But now it seems like things are gradually heading in the right direction. And meetings like this USA versus the world, where you get to ride against some of the best from Europe, is uh, a good step along the way in the right direction. Yeah, it's a great opportunity and it's good for American Speedway in general because uh, we do have a yearly event in Northern California where they have a similar USA versus the world. Um, but what, what's been coming together the last two years is, like you said, it's truly a big step in the right direction. Um, things are just uh, going the way Speedway should be going. Um, like you were saying, American Speedway has kind of almost fallen off of the map completely on the world stage and then honestly the the fan base locally um speedway it's speedway is speedway and it's like this all all around the world um but i just think it's gonna it's going in the right direction now uh, we're going from the ground up working with the kids and trying to bring in new faces so they're definitely going in the right direction and you're firmly involved in that. You're part of the, the youth setup in terms of uh, coaching this next generation of American Speedway talent. And it's interesting for us as well to, to see these riders when we've been doing these USA versus the world meetings, to see them getting out there and, and, and riding. And um, hopefully you, the aim is to uh, find the next Greg. Yeah, um, I have the opportunity to just help these kids and uh it's something i really hold close to my heart because it's i say this all the time i'm just trying to give back what i wish i had coming up um just having somebody with the experience that just wants to do it because out of his heart um it's just it feels good and it's cool to see the the development happening and the cool thing is is um we're getting a lot of flat trackers these youngsters coming over and getting on speedway and my goodness it's uh it's really, really cool and surprising to see how fast that they're adapting to it. So we're excited with how we're going with this, and uh, we're just looking forward to the more. Like every time, every time we have a weekend or in a day we we do this, it's always a good time, good, good vibes, and everyone's having fun. And that's the best part is we're trying to build this up in a good, fun, positive environment, and like way of it so yeah just it's so cool how everything's starting to piece together slowly and we're having more fun at the same time so it's always good to try to keep the professional side and the fun side together yeah absolutely absolutely and this meeting now i say you had some success in it last last year of course um team usa came out victorious um in the end uh you've got a similar lineup to your side the um rest of the world side is is a little different this time although some returning faces in dan Bewley and tom brennan but i would say it's a it's probably a, a tougher lineup from the rest of the world this year, would you say, with the likes of, you know, Chris Harris coming over, Leon Flint, a rider that Luke will know very well um, uh, among among the, the crowd as well. So it is going to be, it is a tasty lineup. Paco Castagna is, uh, is a showman and uh, he's going to be fun to watch. So tell us about the, 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 um, the opposition and, and what you make of it for this year. As you can tell on the smile on my face, it's going to be so much fun. Uh, the, like you said, the the group and the unit that are coming over this year, it is going to be a big eye opener for not only the the fans but our team and them. And 
it's I see I think it's going to be an action packed night, and it's going to be it's going to be something everybody wants to tune in for. This meeting as well, an opportunity for all of you to impress. Steve Evans and, and all the other decision makers with the Speedway of Nations in mind as well, which is happening at Bellevue in Manchester in the United Kingdom in July. Um, nothing's fully decided there. I think many people will expect Luke Becker to be part of that, considering everything. But there are still other team places there to, to get on the plane and head over to the UK. And this is a big opportunity to test yourself against some of those riders that will be involved. Yeah, and it's and it's just honest to say, like he Luke is leading the charge in the way right now and uh it's just we're all fighting for that opportunity to join him so that's the thing this meeting is going to be a good look for everybody to see where we're all at see where our mindset's at see how our performance are at but um it just you got to enjoy it every step every step of the way it's a very familiar lineup as we mentioned to uh, to team usa from last year but tell us about the team then that you're captaining in this uh, USA versus the World fixture, which is happening 17th of February next Saturday night at the time of putting this out. Yeah, the team we have together, obviously we have the Max the, is the undisputed champion in the, uh, the States, and it's going to be uh, great to have him and his brother Dylan. Uh, both of them are rock stars wherever they go. And then, uh, and then you have Brock, you have Slater, you have Alex, you have Billy Jay. Um, it's we have a big we have a really solid team and to be honest there's there's also there's a couple more that um, we we want to see and just having the opportunity to do this eight man um, tournament is going to be really cool and interesting so it's yeah the team we have together is obviously the, the best we have together and it's great to have Billy J in there because man he's always going to be top of the line around here i'm billy janeiro looked absolutely tremendous in that north america final um in december which of course he won but uh, even in the the usa versus the world fixture again showed he's not lost any of it he's, he's still a force to be reckoned with absolutely and that's what it's always about it's uh, you always want to have a team together that has the experience but also the hunger and drive and we're always going to come and bring the mix especially having billy jay in there uh we don't call him a BAMF for no no reason. Like he is uh, the baddest to do it. <laughs> so it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's all it's awesome. Uh, so that's the thing. You can't you can't think of a uh, a world team and without him on, especially here and and while he's still racing. Yeah, it's going to be a, a you know an interesting mixture of uh, the past, present, and future in that USA side. Uh, Luke Becker, Billy Janeiro, Slater Lightcap, Alex Martin, Brock Nickel, Dylan Rummel, and Max Rummel. And for the world side, uh, including Dan Bewley, Tom Brennan, Paco Castagna, Leon Flint, Wilbur Hancock, and Chris Harris, and a couple of others as well to be confirmed. So uh, look out for that. You can watch it wherever you are in the world. If you can't make it to California next Saturday, the seventeenth, then you can watch it on. BSN watch.britishspeedway.co.uk British Speedway Network live streaming that one uh, next Saturday night 8.45 I think the show starts and 9 o'clock I think is when the first race is uh, due to happen and people will be looking forward to, to watching that wherever they are yeah I just really appreciate everybody for tuning in and I hope all of you guys really lock in and um, looking forward to what we have to show and and if um, you're a fan of mine, and I really appreciate you guys. For, it's been a while since I've seen you guys, and uh, don't worry, I'm still 
still fighting my way back up. Yeah, and we'll hear more about those plans and, and how you're getting on now in just a little bit. But let's go back to the to the very start, Gino, and um, how you got into Speedway. What what was the beginning for you as far as you remember it? How did you end up in Speedway? Because you come from the same town, Anaheim in California, which uh, was also the hometown of Bruce Pennell as well. And, and Bruce has also worked with you and has been your manager as well, hasn't he, for, for a time. I'm not sure if he drove you across uh, <laughs> drove you across Europe in your boot. Uh, if you want to know what that's all about, you need to listen to the Peter Adams episode. But what was your uh, your relationship with uh, with Speedway in the first place? Oh, man, in the, in the job. But uh, Speedway, I believe I was like 10 years old on my 10th birthday. had the opportunity. Um, we had a family friend racing. Um, and his daughter was actually racing juniors at the time, too. So they invited me out on my birthday, and we went to Maley's Ranch, Ken Maley's The Hot Shoe Man, his ranch right in Corona, California. And at the time, I was uh, literally right around the corner. So it was really cool to get into it. So I got into it, did a practice, and then did a Billy Hamill gumball rally. And first uh, first night, I think I won the B main B main in the 200 class, and I was just hooked. So, so just from literally from 10 years old to now I'm 30. So for the last 20 years, it's just been everything. And you mentioned there the the hot shoe guy. Um, hot shoes, uh, a term that you use in America for for the steel shoes that the that the riders wear. Ken Maley is actually. Um, an uh, older gentleman that passed away a while back, and he had his own man, uh, his own ranch in Corona, California, and that he had a, the home of the all of the practice track, the only practice track that's ever been around. And he, when I say the hot shoe man, he he made um, skid shoes for everybody. Like that was what he was making. He was making um, hot shoes, and uh, just. I remember going up, getting taken up there, like 10 years old, watching him make hot shoes. And he only had one rule, don't throw rocks and pick them up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wise advice for everyone, I reckon, there. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, So what was the development process then? Uh, You were born in 1993, um, which is ironically the year that Samo Malenko was was world champion. So American Speedway at that point was was in a good place upon your arrival uh, on the planet. But um, you say you, you got into it about 10 years old and got introduced to it. So... What was the development process then to take you from just a little bit of a novice and, and a kid having to go on a bike to, to sort of turning you into a speedway rider? I imagine, obviously, coming from that region of, of America with all the star names around there, what, what was the help like to, to get you on your way? I've had, there's been a handful of guys to help me out. Obviously, um, Bobby Cripps was the first one to get me onto a bike and introduce me to the sport and actually just show me the basics and understand um when i was re- like young when i was like 16 just getting on the 500s i had the blessed opportunity to um get help in coaching from bruce pennell so that was um a really blessing more than anything i can ever imagine now thinking about it and uh then obviously going overseas and uh, fi- uh, figuring out the road and that's the thing I've learned. Um, I've learned to take the wrong ways and I've learned the good ways. And now it's just uh, now just trying to keep everything in line and enjoy it. 
Because, yeah, as you say, the United States has not had like a, a, a massive amount of, of Speedway riders compared to, to other nations, I suppose, like, say, Australia or, or Great Britain and, and so on. But had some very, very good ones, you know, the ones that have really made it, like, you know, Bruce Pennall, Billy Hamill, Greg Hancock, you know, and, and many other names. And, and, and yourself, of course, you know, you've made it over in Europe. And we'll talk more about that bit in a moment. But, um, you know, the the... The level of, of coaching you could get from these guys, you know, these are guys that have been right to the very top. Yeah, and then still, that that's the thing. I'm actually neighbors. I live right here in the same um, neighborhood as Greg, and he just walked by and gave me knuckles when we were just starting the interview. So, uh, and he's one that <laughs> should have got him in. <laughs> yeah, no, he was walking by, so that's why I leaned over and gave him knuckles, and his uh, one of his puppies wanted to jump in to say hi, but. Yeah, I know. He's one of them that, that is still is providing all the coaching I can ask for, right? So it, what I'm learning is you're not going to get any coaching unless you ask. And it's really like, and I, and I appreciate how he goes about things because he's not one to point things out unless you, you yourself want to take initiative to figure it out, if that makes sense. Mm. So he yeah. he is one that is really helping me out a lot, and he he's the last couple of seasons, even this this last year, we had a few practices in Sweden at a couple of tracks that really helped me and um, helped me with my year and progressing. So it's it's him, obviously Billy Hamill. There's so many guys that are are around the Sour Brothers. There's so there's so many guys that have been helping out with everybody since we started till now, and it's just when we say Speedway is a family, it really is. No, that's 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 really cool, and I know Greg's helping some British riders as well. Um, William Kens is um, young talent. I think he's coming back over. He might already be there. I'm not sure, but I know he's coming back for for next this this uh, USA Rest of the World meeting and. You know, he is an exciting talent and you can see the difference that with him that working with Greg has made because he's like, he's gating and he's gone. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's the thing. Will is phenomenal. I think I'm, I think we're all just as impressed as each of us are with him. And the way that they're going and progressing is just awesome to see. And it is, a, it's great credit to Greg for taking the time to, be working with um the ones he does because all of us can see the progression and the the positive influence that it does for all all anybody he works with and that goes for anyone with the experience and the knowledge of that he has yeah it's it's you know terrific experience for for these youngsters whoever they are to to tap into but particularly for from a british point of view for for William Cairns, who really is an exciting talent uh, I've also got Oliver Bovington as well Cooper Russian you know these are among the riders the the names to look out for in the coming few years who who really are there's been a lot of excitement about these these riders over the last few years as they've come through the youth ranks and now they're getting up towards the you know the the 500cc uh, area it's going to be interesting to see how they go definitely um so you once you got to what 16 or so then that's when you started to to venture out of america because i guess there's only so much experience you can have um in the states and then you ventured uh, overseas what was your journey then to to getting from a, a youth prospect to to getting into teams 
I actually took a, a different route than most. Um, I, when I was 16, I actually went over on a holiday visa. So I stayed for six months in England. I was in Dudley for um, six months uh, with family friends that uh, looked after me and took care of me and kept, got me around and everything. So I think it was uh, me taking the initiative to leave my family and friends at 16 by myself, went over there and just lived six months just to learn and mechanic and just try to practice as much as possible. And then right when I, I came home from that, I went to Australia. And that was around the time is when Penhall was looking after me and, and coaching me. And he, I came home from England. He suggested I go to Australia. I, I went to Australia and did the, a, the Bukok scholarship. And then it was just went, went on from there and then came home, did a few more seasons. I believe 2013, I had a really standout year. Um, went back to Australia, won the Wolfenden. And then I think after winning the Wolfenden, that's when um, Chris Louie uh, made the call and stayed in contact. And that's when the building started. And so this will be, what, 2014 when you made that move into that Ipswich side. Ipswich at the time were in what the championship is now in British Speedway, the second tier down. So they weren't operating right at the very top, but it was a handy team. Rowan Tungate was in the side as well. Richie Worrell was in the side, Morton Rosea, Cameron Heaps, um, Richie Hawkins was in there. Um, Adam Ellis was a youngster fighting his way through into into things as well. Um, the last time he was back there, of course, he's back with Ipswich now this this year. But Ipswich, um, I think, a good grounding to to have as your first club in in Great Britain. You know, it's a a well run club and um, a, a nice supportive fan base. But also, you have got somebody like Chris Louis there running things, who, who knows exactly what it's all about. Only thing I can say is uh, that that club is a pure family. Um, everybody who's working for the club, Jason will tell you. I'm sure Emil will tell you after a year. Like it is a really great family base. Um, the the Louis family is just amazing. Um, personally, from living with them and just seeing them behind the scenes and how they go about everything, it's man, it's it's really respectful and um, it's cool. It's really cool. Maybe Switch is a nice little town as well isn't it this um it seems to be a friendly sort of place the the stadium itself you you drive through this like little bit of forestry it feels like you're emerging into sort of a a hidden world almost when you when you drive in there to uh to the stadium at um at Ipswich yeah and nothing better than just going across the street to go to your home match so yeah I know it I think the time in Ipswich was awesome. I know my first year, um, I I did up my average, and I believe 15 is um, when Americans were supposed to finish on, on a, I believe, a 7. And then I think that was put a, too much pressure on me, and I didn't achieve it. Had to come home for a couple years. Had the, the chance to go back over with Scunny, and like I said, uh, all I can say about that year is just a off year. So... After that, came home, restructured, really got more fit than ever. I was fighting professionally, so I was was really fighting my way back. Gino Manzares, a former Ipswich witch and a Scunthorpe Scorpion in British Speedway, but gearing up to captain his country, the USA, as they gear up to face the world in uh, February 2024. And uh, on Gino's point there about fighting his way back, he knows how to fight, and we'll talk about his professional fighting career in just a couple of moments on Humans of Speedway. 
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome back to Humans of Speedway. I'm Ian Brannan. Thanks to you if you've left us uh, a nice review or a rating or a comment on any of the apps that you listen to this on. It all helps other people find the podcast. So feel free to do that as well. If you can, uh, leave us a review and a rating on whichever app you use. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of the future episodes. The recent ones being with Charles Wright, now of the Oxford Spires in 2024 and captain of the Red Car Bears as he gets ready for his testimonial year with an event coming up which has already got a cracking lineup uh, already sorted including uh, Freddie Lindgren in that lineup as well so find out more about that in that recent episode we also recently spoke with Peter Adams team manager of Wolves but also uh, Cradley and Coventry in his time as well don't miss that one right now our guest is Gino Manzares who joins us from California he's just uh, sat in his car at the side of the road at the moment Greg Hancock walked past earlier if uh, if you missed that bit um, but um, Gino tell us about your other career though because you've also been a professional cage fighter in MMA which uh, you know that's that's something a bit different to Speedway isn't it but tell us about that um, and and you could have done UFC and stuff as well so tell us about your, your cage fighting. Yeah so the thing is, is I've been fighting MMA since I was like 15. My first fight I was 15 when uh, MMA was illegal in California so I was doing a lot of underground shows from the time I was 15 to the time I was mm, I want to say 20. So first five years was all underground, really. And then obviously I made the choice to commit to Speedway and went to Europe, did uh, did a few years. But after after 2018, when it was time to make a change and do things right, I went full bore into fighting and training. Um, I became professional. I got, uh, I got one debut fight as a professional and I was working with, um, a lot of top guys, that, uh, as a sparring partner. So, and that, to be honest, while doing that is when I had the best results racing when I was doing, I was fighting, um, coaching and racing full time, um, all year round. So I would do, 
uh, fight on a, a weigh-in on a Thursday, fight Friday, race Costa Mesa on a Saturday, go back uh, rest Sunday, and then back to work Monday. And I've done that a few times during the season. Now, I don't know the, the ins and outs of it, but I, I reckon that if you're a really good cage fighter, the, probably the rewards are fairly high. Um, probably slightly safer than Speedway, but you still choose Speedway. Everybody thinks I'm silly, but I, I can't help but laugh and own up to it. I've, I've turned down... I've turned down contracts and um, big opportunities, even for the UFC. So that's that's the thing. Everyone will tell me I'm silly and stuff like that. But my heart's in Speedway. Purely, my heart's in Speedway. And uh, a little truth is I don't want to cut weight no more. And your heart really must be in Speedway because, you know, a UFC contract is is not a small thing. You know, UFC fights, you could be earning millions, millions of dollars. You might not be earning millions, you might be earning thousands, but it's still a lot of money. If you're in the ring there fighting professionally in UFC, that is a big thing to say no to and then pursue Speedway. So your your heart really must be in Speedway, but also you must be very, very good at cage fighting because, you know, those contracts that say that's a big deal, you know, in your you're regarded, therefore, as, you know, you're one of the best cage fighters in the world to to be in that kind of zone. Absolutely. I was working with the top guys in the world, uh, Dillashaw, Ortega, Archuleta, Swanson. I was literally with California's best UFC fighters um, in the world and training with them every day, sparring with them, going, going down the routes, getting guidance and it's just one of those things in 2021 I broke my back and after that I kind of took my time to go okay what do I want to do and silly me all I want to do is race speedway I don't think anybody can question your commitment to the sport you know when when you talk like that and and look at the other stuff you could be doing but yet you choose to be on a speedway bike and especially considering what happened to you in 2021 because of people that don't know you had a massive crash in America it was the North American final and you know really serious one it was you know, two broken vertebrae collapsed lung fractured hips and pelvis and it was a long road to recovery you know it was a by anybody's standards this was a big crash could have been a career ender could have been a life changer you know it was a serious one but um you made it through and you know you you you're back on a speedway bike and again another thing where everybody would totally understand i think if if at that point you were to say speedway's not for me but even even with that you are back on a speedway bike um to be honest during that injury i was i think i was out of it for a couple weeks a few weeks and i think once i really came to it um i was already home and had to go through all that, but no, just like anybody else said, it's these things happen. Uh, I'll be a hundred percent honest with myself and anybody that asks. It did, it did affect me mentally. Um, really uh, difficult to like be positive and confident on a bike. So I went, I went all of twenty twenty two. Very not all of twenty twenty two. The majority of the start of twenty twenty two, I was very timid, very nervous, like. But then one night, it just everything clicked. I felt relaxed again, and and that's that's all you can ask for. Especially having a bad injury, all you can uh, all you can hope for is feeling that relaxed and confident feeling when we get on the bike. And yeah, I found that feeling. And the last time I was on the bike last weekend, I never felt better. So I'm looking forward to it. 
What were the doctors saying when you were saying, well, you know, I want to get back on a speedway bike again, you know, considering that you were out for a year? to get over this crash in 2021 2022 was was a write off and then you were back into it in 2023 what what was the uh, what were the conversations like on that i think my mom paid them off and they were all agreeing with her that i should never race again i should never fight again and um to be honest everybody did say that uh, all the doctors did say they do recommend uh, no more because of the the potential this, that, and the other could happen. But, hey, I, this is life. Um, I've been through worse. We all go through worse. We're all going to go through worse. Like It's just like it keeps saying. It is life. We just push forward and smile and wave. And you had a bit of a tumble in the in the North America final this last year as well, um, just before Christmas, because uh, this time though there was uh, there was an air fence there which you you sort of slightly tested out, but it was it wasn't that it was the Wilbur Hancock ladies bike down, didn't he? And and in laying the bike down, the bike slid into you a little, so that that was uh, the end of your night there. Yeah, when he laid it down, it just the momentum like it it happens. It was a complete accident, but yeah, he laid it down and it I took a heavy impact to. Um, my back and um, the crazy part is, is I just came home or just got back on a bike from breaking my leg in Sweden and in the, in the, in the league semifinal. Yeah. League semifinal. I got crashed into and it broke my leg and then first race back from breaking my leg. I had that injury. So it's been a, it's been a rough winter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Well, onwards and upwards and here's to a, a safe uh, 2024 do you feel that having had these, you know, that big crash in 2021, you know, as I say, you know, it could be potentially a life changer. A lot of riders say that they do look at things differently. Um, do, do you look at life any differently as a result of that? Have you um, have you sort of reassessed? Obviously, you still want to race Speedway, but do you, do you look at things differently? Do you approach the sport any differently as a result of being there and had one of the worst crashes that, you, you know, you can have? Um, I do feel that I'm a different person. Um but I wouldn't say no fear because anyone who uh, doesn't have those butterflies, like those butterflies it, are how you take it. That's fear. That's excitement. That's adrenaline. That's everything. So I, I get those butterflies and that's what I chase. I really chase those butterfly feelings of that's why the only two sports I've ever really done and was a professional in is speedway and, and, and fighting. So... Yeah, and and we we hear your determination in Speedway. You've had big, big setbacks. You had that whole of twenty twenty two out with that huge injury, of course, which no doubt set you back. But um, you have been racing in Europe. You raced in Sweden, as you mentioned, but also you're racing in Denmark this year as well, which is not far away from from Great Britain. Which brings us around to the next question: Will we see you over here again? Because you raced in twenty eighteen last um, for Scunthorpe. Um, of course, COVID has, has come along and you had some personal situations to to sort out, which uh, certainly, you know, obviously haven't helped with you. But, you, you know, I feel like you're on a, a better path now. So are we going to see you racing back in, in Britain again at, at some point, Gino? And what is the obstacle? Is there an obstacle to achieve that? To be honest, uh, the obstacle is getting the um, getting the right team and the right people that believe in me. Because um, come, come on, I've made a lot of mistakes when I was younger, and there's nothing I can't run from them. I can't lie about them. So 
if if people want to hold on to those things, there's nothing I can do about it. But just continue to move on and progress and better myself. Um, I think the only thing holding me back from England is obviously my past. And uh, hey, I was young and dumb. I learned my lesson, and obviously things don't disappear like that. So I can't can't do anything but continue to progress and better myself. And I w- I'm just hoping that that a, a promoter does see that not only have I gotten better, I've, I've, I have gotten better on the bike, but just a, a better human. Like I feel better. I'm, I feel more confident. I'm a happier person. I just, uh, I think everything's going to happen at the right time. So I think it's just a matter of, they just need to see the difference. And I think, uh, the Speedway Nations, if I get the opportunity to race and I'm, We'll put everything on it that you will see, everybody will see what I'm talking about. And so you're going to be based in, where you're based in Sweden or Denmark, uh, primarily in, in 2024. And, and and so what's your plan when you when you do come over to Europe? Yeah, I'll be based in Sweden again. Um, I'll be doing um, Sweden and Denmark. And uh, my whole goal is to also not stop there i need to get another uh my whole thing is is i want to get england of course i want to get my goal is to get a premiership in england and move up with every all the leagues but if it's not england then even harder i want to i'm trying my goal is to go poland so no matter what i want to try to race as much as possible three or more times a week and just build off of it and so you are you are able to ride in the uk then if if someone said that they, you know, they're, they're looking for a ride. Obviously, things are going to change as the season goes. Are you are you available in in 2024? Therefore, I'm just thinking if there's any promoters listening to this, <laughs> this is the this is the sales pitch. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the thing. I've been for the last 10, 15. Man, I feel old, but yeah, for the last 10, 15 years, I've been top four in uh, the USA um, every year, every nationals. So I've had the elig- eligibility for a visa um, forever. I think it was just one time after 2015 I had to do another year to redo my average again. But yeah, no, I've I've been eligible for a visa in England um, this whole time. So like I said, uh, I just they need to see the difference and believe in the difference, not just uh, just believe in the words. I want to show them. Tell us about your year in um, Sweden then last year because Vetlanda is the team you're riding for and they're in the, the second tier of Swedish Speedway. But that league is still pretty competitive. There's some good riders. Antonio Lindback races in that league and uh, Oliver Berntsen and um, Kenneth Hansen, Ludwig Lindgren are all riders that feature in that league. And whilst you got to the semi-final before uh, you ended up breaking your leg, uh, your team did actually win the league last season. So it was a, it was a decent side to be in. It was, uh, it was very fun and competitive. It was, um, I was racing for Vetlanda we, uh, in Alvenska. So we ended up um, one league. And unfortunately, with that accident happening in um, and Yislavid in the semifinals, it, it ruled me out of the finals. So that's the thing. We won league, but man, I, I'm not a part of it unless I'm there racing. You know what I mean? I finished on a one-two-two or something like that average, which is not bad. But at the same time, I did have a, like three or four nights where I had some crashes and injuries, and those played a big role in my average. And 
we're having four nights of four like big injuries to start the nights off and still having a, a 1.2 plus on average, I thought it wasn't too bad. Especially my first year back, well, my first year in Sweden and Europe league racing in general, and my first time back on the bigger tracks and after five years away. So I think it was a successful start. Um, what we have going now and the uh, things and plans we have in line that I'm just, uh, I'm inspired because we're putting a lot of effort into this more and more and it's just getting more and more enjoyable. So I can't help but be thankful for that. Yeah, it feels like you're on the right track, doesn't it? It feels like you, you know, that you've had these obstacles that have come your way for one reason or another. And the thing that I've I've sort of taken from reading all the different stuff about you and and obviously seeing you race and and everything that and also the setbacks you've had is the determination. You know that there are many many reasons why uh, you could have quite understandably given Speedway a miss. Uh, and and everybody would have understood it, but yet here you are now, back as now captain for this major fixture, and you know you, you you're you're still here, and you you were you know you remain one of the top riders in 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 the United States, and and that determination is uh, surely going to pay off. It's uh, I get goosebumps thinking about it because I've been my son my son's eleven, um, and so I try to explain to him just about goals, about dreams and the difference and what it means to work towards them. And that was the one thing that we just had a conversation about is that a dream came true 20 years later after I was first had my dream of to race or be captain of, of Team USA. This is 20 years of having that thought and process of just wanting to be there. And then it came true just... Uh, just a couple weeks ago. So I was explaining to my son that no matter what, just in life and everybody, we all can make the right steps. We can do the right things. Just because we're doing the right things, I've learned that just because we're doing the right things, what we want doesn't come automatically. It, it's, it takes time. Could be three, it could be two, three years later, but it's still that those right steps in a continuous process. Just because we do the right thing doesn't mean the things we want and we're working for are going to come to us right now, right away. So having those conversations and to be able to explain that to my son and my daughter now, it's uh, it feels good. Like even talking about it just gives me like it makes me have a good feeling that I I've changed so much to turn a lot of things around and honestly it's just getting started i guess it's these small changes that add up to a big change in 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 someone and you said that you have come a long way if you were to compare yourself to 2018 when you were last racing in the uk you said about people with their you know their their memories of you if if you like and how would you compare gino then to gino now six years ago the gino six years ago i i want to give a chance to in the world um, I was lucky enough to have the opportunities I've had and the experience I've had, and I can't be nothing but thankful. But me, six years ago, I want to give a, uh, give a time of day to. But being able to see me then and know me now, the ones who do, uh, I don't have to say anything. They, like uh, It feels good to not have to say anything because all you got to do is just pay a little attention, and if you really know me, you'll see the difference. 
Gino Manzares, the guest on this episode of Humans of Speedway. And we can see Gino in action as he captains Team USA against the rest of the world on the 17th of February. You can watch it on British Speedway Network, BSN, wherever you are in the world. And next, we'll talk more about that racing around the Kern County Raceway, Kevin Harvick's Kern County Raceway. Who is Kevin Harvick? We'll answer all of these questions and look at Gino's dream speedway meeting in the next part of Humans of Speedway. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Humans of Speedway. I'm Ian Brannan. A couple of other podcasts you can catch me on, including the official British Speedway podcast, No Breaks, No Fear, which has its first episode coming out once we get into March. And also coming in the next month, we'll have an episode of Kelvin Tatum's official podcast, but we'll start looking ahead to the season that's coming up. Check out Tatum Talks. Like and subscribe, both of those, as well as this one if you haven't already, so you don't miss any future episodes. We're in conversation with Gina Manzares, who's captaining the USA as they get ready to take on the rest of the world. It's going to be a tough old battle. The fixture takes place at Kevin Harvick's Kern County Raceway. Uh, which is a bit of a mouthful, in Bakersfield, California. Um, first question, when Kevin Harvick, who is Kevin Harvick, you might cry. Now, if you're, if you're not uh, an American or a NASCAR follower, you won't know who Kevin Harvick is, but Kevin Harvick is, um, is a NASCAR guy, isn't he? A bit of a local hero, but he's taken over the, the whole facility that you race at because the Speedway track is just one part of this whole facility. They do NASCAR there and, and um, other stuff as well, don't they? I think is it motocross. There's, there's loads of things going on. So tell us about that and tell us about the Bakersfield track, which is fairly small, 200 metres or so, so smaller than Plymouth, but um, that doesn't mean that you can't race on it. Yep. He just, yeah, he just, uh, he just got taken over and what they're doing with Speedway um, there is by far um the best we have in the uh, in the country and it's really impressive the racetrack 
man, you want to go fast and you want some, you want, you want some real racing, you can do That's the smallest track in the world that you can actually have some real speedway racing at. Yeah, it's um, it, it's an unusual track, I think, by European standards or, or British standards. We even Plymouth, uh, in in the UK has has straights. You know, you straighten the bike up and away you go. But the thing about Bakersfield is that it that there is a straight, but you, you ride the thing more like a circle, don't you? It's but it but as a result, it you, you can wind the bike on, and you are going very quick around there. Yeah, but the thing with the turn is it is very banked. So and for the last in the last year that it's created more and more banking. So just there the last weekend, uh, the last couple weekends actually, and I was walking the track before we start, and I just looking up and I look at I look at Mark and I go, man, this place is getting more and more banked. And then obviously like now we're leaning her over and just letting her run because of how much banking it is that you don't have to turn as much as you would originally think on a flat track. This place has that high of a banking that is kind of hard to see on video and pictures, but the the banking is creating a lot more momentum. So when I, when I say for a little track, it's fast, so it's pretty quick. Yeah, and the heats are over very, very quick. It's uh, it's breathless as a commentator. I can, I can tell you that. And some differences this time, like last year when you did the USA versus the rest of the world, there was no air fence. You got air fences now. You got helmet colours now. Um, but as far as an air fence goes, I think that's probably a wise thing because the the, the walls were, I think, concrete, weren't they? Uh, my joke that I always say is, I think they know if they're going to add more dirt, they know they need a pillow to catch us. <laughs> and of course and of course I'm always the guinea pig and of course I'm the one who got had to send it off first race back. So I felt a little silly and uh, but it is what it is. Speedway. Yeah. Try not to do that this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let, let's round things off then by talking about how your dream Speedway meeting might look? And these are the questions that we ask all our guests, really, to uh, get an opinion of, um, of, of of your view of Speedway, of, of if you were in charge of putting a meeting together, what it would look like. Uh, and so the first question I want to ask you is, which track would you choose to race on? If you choose just one to race on, which track would you say is your favourite? Uh, anything big. Um to be yeah anything big um to be honest with you still to this day my favorite track is kumla um in sweden that's uh that's a big big track that isn't big bends big long straights it's a it's a big old beast that one it's just yeah it's just big in the material uh, because you said track um like the material around that track anybody who's raced there will know that that's one of the um one of the big fast runs. Um, I, I, I'm definitely, I'm definitely hooked on the bigger tracks, even though I'm not as um, familiar as I'm going to be pretty soon. And and what's the best atmosphere you've raced in? I mean, you've ridden in some big meetings in Sweden. Would it be there? Would it be one of the trips in 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 the UK? Or what's what's been sort of the the big the biggest meeting from that point of view where it's all been you know big crowd all pumped up uh atmosphere and vibes like during the racing i have to say um any match while i was racing for ipswich like the the that team spirit and vibe 
and and especially the laughs and jokes with the team manager and like uh, Hawkins going from t- uh, rider to uh, manager and like uh, those are the best feelings and vibes. But also, I think the best ones I've felt so far would have to be um, World Cup Kingsland uh, 2014. Yeah, Greece 2014. I think that's uh, I think that was my best World Cup match. Um, and I think that was a big eye opener for myself to know, like I can do it. So, yeah, I think racing for Ipswich and racing for the USA are the ones I get the big, um, that big vibe from. Okay. Next question. Then if you were to select seven riders past or present or, or, or you indeed future, um, which seven riders would you put in your, your all time team? Uh, I, you know, remember the year when uh, Birmingham had all Aussies and one American? I, I believe uh, Birmingham did it when they had all the Aussies, like Lions and everybody, and then they had Chris Kerr, the American. I kind of was thinking like a full American team with um, Bruce, Greg, Billy, Sam, uh, Bobby Schwartz, um, do, do, do I want to see Sagat? Like, I want to see the team. And so, all the old legends with Billy J and Luke. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. What about um, Eddie Castro as a track reserve? Oh, like I've said before in a recent post, that he is uh, the future, past, present. Yeah, the past, present, and future star. <laughs> He's, nobody can say anything uh, wrong about him. He's awesome. What a legend. If you don't know who Eddie Castro is, he well, he's he's going to be 65 this year and he's still riding. He, he made his debut in 1980, racing with the likes of, of Bruce Penhall. And he's still going strong and he's got the, uh, the, the stars and stripes on his Kevlars. He's got the, the tassels. He's just like, if you can imagine the American dream of a speedway rider, he's got like the mullet amazing and he comes out and he's still mixing it and um and yeah just you know living life and enjoying the life fantastic yeah and if you know eddie and you know the health um that he's been going through and how he's still on a bike and like the how the fact that he has what he has and going through what he's going through and still is getting on a bike still going out surfing still doing all that if that doesn't scream living legend like and superman i don't know what does you might have seen him by the way because he was the captain of the usa touring team when that was a thing not too long ago but um yeah if i can be 10 percent eddie castro at 65 i'll be very happy with that will we see him in the in the fixture coming up the uh, usa versus rest of the world is he uh he's going to be track reserve is he going to be part of that uh i believe there will be doing a um an individual riders list the following weekend um, I think they'll have an individual night the following weekend, and I believe he's on that. Uh, he's lined up for that. But don't put it past him. He'll have a bike ready and uh, his kit on before anybody gets unloaded. Just, just be ready. 
I was so pleased because he had to qualify, didn't he, last last year through uh, one of those heats earlier in the in the evening to, to be into the main meeting. But he did, and he actually scored some points as well and took some points off some some decent riders. And you think, wow, he's still got it. Go on, Eddie. Nobody can jump the start better than Eddie. <laughs> so you better you better you better make sure your gaining gloves are on because he's gonna get under that tape before you can even drop your finger. <laughs> it's all about the reaction. So that's your uh, that's your team. <laughs> um, what what if you if you were in charge of the rules and we spoke to Peter Adams in this previous episode we did and and Peter um, was at one point in charge of the rules of, of Speedway and many of the rules are are down to him. But if you were going to either change a rule or a, a, a create a rule that you think would make Speedway a bit better, what what would that be? It's it's kind of a double ended sword, but like the points limits. Um, because obviously there's a points limit for the reason why, because you don't want the the club that pays the most to have the best. Like, so I understand that. Um, but I do like, I think having, having more of a system, like a, a squad system, like having teams being able to sign more guys and be able to swap, flop around to see who, what works with what, who works with good with who, what works, what is what building a unit. Because sometimes, sometimes you have some like the thorns in the bush that it it's difficult. But then, if you're able to like move around and see and use like more of a, a variety of guys, I think it'll be better for teams. Because then it's not like all I see is everybody has something happen at the end of the season, and then guys, top guys from other clubs, just get brought in to the team, and then they win league. Because they just got two of the top from the other club that just missed out. You know what I mean? I think ha- I think having more of a wider sli- uh, variety of your guys will save that happening at the end of the year. Going, oh well, he just got hurt. Let me sign him, who's their number one. But we'll fit. You know what I mean? I I know I'm not explaining it right, but. Yeah, it's... yeah, I know what you mean. I think it is actually going to be different in British Speedway this season because there's going to be no changes after 75% of the season is gone. So you won't be able to make changes just for the playoffs. You'll have to make them in advance of that and, and hope that you make it, I guess, if you are going to do that. Um, and also guesting this year, you can only guest in the playoffs for one team. So you can't do one team in one round and then another team in the other round. That's that's out the window. So maybe some changes, um, some changes there, which will uh, will be positive and, and make things a bit easy to understand. Yeah, seeing the guys come in, um, obviously it's hey, if the rules are set, anybody's going to play to the best way possible to do it. So fair play, but I just think the way how. Uh, X, Y, and Z came into them and literally made were the highlight to to cure a couple things or a few things. I'm not saying no names or nothing, but um, it's. I just think it's just be more fair and like that if everybody has okay, you have you're available to sign up to ten guys. Just make sure that your team building stays within the points limit obviously and at the same time you're saving guys from having that chance to have a rest or recover from an injury or yada yada cool stuff well that sounds um sounds good and and your next big meeting of course is usa versus rest of the world you're the captain of, of usa but the rest of the world team we mentioned already is 
is a strong lineup. There's some decent riders uh, heading over there on the plane. Probably at the time that we're recording this, actually. Dan Bewley, Tom Brennan, Paco Castagna, Leon Flint, Chris Harris, all heading your direction. It's going to be a, a tricky old task there. You got, that's the thing. Um, they have guys on their team that will chase the dirt and they'll uh, run you off the line. So <laughs> you got a very mixture of experience and levels uh, coming over, and it's going to be really cool. The bomber is uh, a legend. So it's going to, I'm more excited to see Bomber and Billy J interact and like say what's up after so long away and i want to see them ride together because i think everybody wants to see is more excited to see that i'm excited to see that because it's going to be awesome wow so that's the one to watch bomber versus billy janeiro that's the matchup to, that you're looking for yeah <laughs> yep all right, we'll look forward to seeing it. We'll look forward to seeing you in action. And uh, 17th of February, it should have been on the 10th, but it's been raining, of course, in, in California. That's now moved to the 17th of February. And uh, you can watch it wherever you are in the world on British Speedway Network, BSN, watch.britishspeedway.co.uk. And uh, you can get your live stream pass. I'll be commentating on it alongside Adam Roynan. So we look forward to seeing you there. And thanks to Gino Manzaris for joining us on this episode of the podcast ride safe and uh, we'll see you soon gino uh, thank you thank you i really appreciate the time and opportunity to do this with you and uh, like i said before i hope everyone tunes in and uh this is gonna be a fun meeting a lot of fun Thanks once again to Gino Manzares, our guest in this episode of Humans of Speedway. And thanks to you as well for listening. Don't forget to like or subscribe or whatever you have to do, follow whatever the instruction is on your app of choice so you don't miss any future episodes. You'll get a little notification usually if you do that, just to say there's a new one there. So... Uh you, uh, you don't forget. Um, and hopefully our next guest will be Kyle Howarth. Kyle Howarth uh, has his testimonial on the first day of British Speedway. There's three meetings on Thursday, 14th of March. One of which is at Ollerton Stadium, Sheffield, as the Sheffield Tigers take on a world select. And that is Kyle Howarth's testimonial. So uh, hopefully we'll have a bit more uh, info on that and we'll speak to Kyle himself. But there's previous episodes with Charles Wright, who also has... His testimonial in March, which is happening at Redcar. Peter Adams, of course, as well, one of our recent guests on Humans of Speedway, which was uh, uh, an epic conversation, and you don't want to miss that. We've also had Hans Nielsen fairly recently, Brady Kurtz, Craig Ackroyd, the referee, uh, Ben Cook and Alan Rossiter in this series uh, that we've done between 2023 at the end of the season and, uh, and now, sort of filling the winter. And uh, plenty more episodes to come before Speedway roars back, which is uh, not too far away now. But we'll join you on the next episode of Humans of Speedway, and thanks for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.